Justin Faust State Farm Agency is a proud sponsor of the Earl Time Podcast. Like a good neighbor, the Justin Faust Agency is there to help you and your family with all your insurance needs. They're there to make sure life goes right. Protect your house with Faust. And hello again, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Earl Time Podcast. Earl Austin Jr. here, and it's episode number 17 here. And we're in March, and of course, you know, it's the month of March, and basketball is involved. It's March Madness, and uh, we're experiencing that right now across the states of Missouri. We have the small schools are headed to states, the final four of the state tournament, which will be held this upcoming weekend at the University of Missouri, Columbia, and the uh, districts and sectionals for the big schools, four, five, and six, are upon us as well. So uh, we're all in the grips of it. It's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of excitement already and still a lot of excitement to be had in the next three or four weeks. I'm on the the road right now. I'm in Kingston, Rhode Island this weekend um, with the St. Louis University Billikens. And of course, the Billikens are in action against Rhode Island this weekend. And they came away with a big 94 to 91 victory. So I'm very happy as I bring you this podcast today. Gibson Jimerson scored 30 points and had a great game as the Billikens pull off a tough road victory in Rhode Island. Of course, we'd like to thank our sponsors for the show here. Of course, you talk Justin Faust of State Farm of St. Charles, TW Constructors, my man Todd Weaver, always thanking for his support, and Log Hill Properties out of Columbia, Missouri. And of course, as always, we'd like to thank my very young and talented nephew, Richard Austin Jr. He's the producer of the Earl Time Podcast. Of course, he makes it sound good if he, as much as he can. And of course, he's a very, as I said, very talented a good YouTuber. He has his own channel called King Bling. He's got close to 9,000 subscribers if you love the games. He does a great job. He's very entertaining, engaging, and charismatic, and uh, just a good, very good at what he does, and really appreciate what he does for me as well. Of course, as I said, we're, today we're going to talk about the state. It's one classes one, two, and three for the boys and girls. And of course, we'll recap some of the great quarterfinal games that uh, happened on Friday night for the girls and Saturday for the boys. Class four district were held as well, so they'll be headed into sectional play. We'll review that and uh, review and preview the sectionals and of course the big schools will be settling their districts uh, girls on Monday and the boys on Tuesday will give a sneak peek at that as well of course we're going to start with class three girls uh, final four and it will be held be held Friday and Saturday at Mizzou the Mizzou arena four very good teams We'll start off with one standby in Fair Grove. They'll be taking on St. Pius X out of Festus. An upstart, but a very good team with some good young players. St. Pius uh, uh, did an excellent job getting to the Final Four. Uh, they defeated uh, Saxony Lutheran uh, to get to the Final Four in the quarterfinals. They're led by Brooke Blankenship, the 6'1 sophomore, had 22 points and 12 rebounds. She's had herself a great state tournament run. They almost had a triple-double in the sectionals as well. They also have very good guard play along with her. So that's a good good uh, feather in the cap for Saxony Lutheran to get to their first Final Four in the school's history for girls basketball. They'll be taking on a very experienced Fairgrove team, which, of course, won the state championship last year. And they return a very stout junior group. They're led by Ashton Bell, who, of course, had a big breakout in the Final Four last year. She had 19 points in the quarterfinal win over Fatima. And also Brooke Daniels, the outstanding point guard, had 15 points in that game. That game will be on Friday at 2 p.m. Follow that, it'll be Centralia versus El Dorado Springs. Uh, Two very good basketball teams. 
to excuse me too while I'm also fighting a little bit of a cold, so forgive me if I have a few coughs here and there. Eldorado Springs is making its third consecutive appearance in the Final Four. Of course, they won the state championship in 2022 and finished second in a great game against uh, Fairgrove last year. And they're returning uh, back after a very good win over an undefeated Lathrop team, uh, uh, at Lathrop by 10 points. So it's a very good team. Eldorado Springs led by, Ele- on that game, Alexis Collins, a junior guard, had 15 points and it was all three-point shooting. Outstanding shooter. She had four in like the first four or five minutes of the game. Really got her team off and rolling to a great start. And they also have Neely Schaff, a good junior as well. And also uh, following that, Centralia is making a, a nice Final Four run. Uh, they're led by Morgan Ross at 14 points. They had a win over South Shelby, a conference opponent out of the Clarence Cannon Conference. She also scored her thousand point six foot four. Good to see her have this success because she missed her junior year with a knee injury. Braylon Bronkhorst, 13 points of the good 5'10 sophomore, playing a little banged up, but toughed it out, had a big performance. And Ryan Gordon, the outstanding freshman point guard, had a great uh, uh, another great game. 10.7 rebounds and six assists. She had a double-double in the sectionals as well. Just a smooth all-around point guard. So uh, the third place game will be, and this game will be at four o'clock. Third place game will be Saturday at noon. Championship will be at 6 p.m. That's St. Pius against Fairgrove, Centralia against Eldorado Springs. Also a nod to Lathrop on a great season, 27 and one great season. Congratulations to the Mules on that. Moving over to class two, we have a team that was in it last year, Norwood. The Pirates will be taking on Principia, first time participant in the final four of the state tournament Principia uh, they were led uh, defeated a good Portageville team they had to travel down into the boot hill and came away with an eight-point victory led by the great freshman Deja Scott she had 6-2 freshman forward had 21 points and 14 rebounds and seven steals in the game Jayla Hawkins the excellent uh, point guard a junior had nine points and Nyla Young another good freshman also had a very solid game they'll be taking on Norwood another team very young they were in the final four last year they finished in fourth place and had some good players uh, graduate, including an All-Stater. But they're back. Uh, they were young and uh, did an excellent job, beat another young team in Miller to get to the Final Four. The young lady named Autumn Gunther, a junior, had 22 points in that game. So Norwood, a team uh, following in their boys. The boys won the state championship two years ago, and now they're girls stepping back into the Final Four mix as well. Got a heavyweight matchup here in the other game here. The first one, obviously, it'll be, uh, let's just say Wednesday at 6 will be Principia and Norwood. Followed up at noon would be Tipton versus Skyline. Now, these two teams were in the Final Four last year. Different classes. Tipton, of course, is the defending Class 2 state champions. And uh, they lost their to graduation. Myra Class, they're outstanding. They're all-time leading scorer. And Briar Cox, their all-time leading rebounder, graduated. But they got a program rolling. Good players stepping in the key spots. And they defeated a good Clopton team in the quarterfinals. Claire Williams, just a sophomore, scored 19. She can really shoot it. Ava Slotzhauer, another sophomore, strong, forced inside at 18. And Charlie Bailey, returning All-Stater, a junior guard, had 10 points. So the Lady Cardinals, one step closer to defending their state championship. But stepping the that obstacle is big. Skyline was a Class 3 team last year. And they finished third in the state tournament, dropped down to Class 2. This should be a good one. This is their third state final four appearance. Uh, they beat North Platte in the quarterfinals pretty solidly, and they have a nice group of juniors led by Kenzie Cheek and Ashlyn Garrett. 
The third place game will be Thursday at 10 a.m. And the championship game, March the 7th, that's Thursday as well at 4 p.m. That's class two girls. Going to class one girls, uh, we have a good matchup in the first game at 6 p.m. on Thursday. It will be Delta versus Northeast Cairo. Delta has been a powerhouse in the boot hill in class one for a long time. Coach Heave has a great job, has those girls playing up-tempo, pressing great defense. And uh, they really, they, they went through a, a little bit of a gauntlet to get to this Final Four. They had to go to Chadwick to beat an excellent Lady Cardinals team in the in the sectionals after winning their district, the sectionals. And then they came home to beat a very good Walnut Grove team by 18 points in the quarterfinal game. They have a tremendous group of guards led by Presley Holt. Wig. She's had she's averaged about 18, 19 in the in the quarter, excuse me, in the playoffs as well. Jade Berry is a good player. Addison Nichols, all very good guards. Mary Gillespie also very tough around that basket. They're playing a Northeast Carroll team. <clears throat> which probably pulled off the biggest win so far of the postseason. Cairo defeated Meadville, the defending 1A state champions, by 13 and stopped the Panthers. Not only their bid to win another championship, but their winning streak at 59 games in a row. Congratulations to Coach Carver Hall and that streak. But uh, Cairo did a great job. The Bearcats, led by Olivia Cross, an excellent guard, uh, had 20 points. And Macy Harmon, one of the top young bigs in that area, 6'2 junior, had 16 points. She's a very good player. So Delta and Cairo will play Thursday night at 6, and that will be followed by Liberal and Platte Valley. Platte Valley, of course, this is their fourth consecutive year getting to the Final Four. They won two championships, finished third last year. Maggie Collins looking to close it out on top again. She's got 17 points in the this, excuse me in the quarterfinal game against Pattonsburg. And Platte Valley's done a great job of really adjusting. They lost one of their best players, Briley Angle, to an injury about a month ago, and they've continued to move with some young players really stepping up. Liberal defeated Appleton City to get to the Final Four, and Liberal is a young lady named Eliana Lanier, a guard who's headed to Cotty College. She's a smooth shooter. Expression never changes. Shoots the ball, handles it. She's got, she had 22 points in that game against Appleton City, so that should be a very good matchup. Third place game will be Thursday at 2 p.m. The championship game, Thursday night at 8 o'clock. That's Class 1 girls. Congratulations to all of those talented teams who got a chance to live out a dream, no matter where you finish, first, second, third, and fourth, to be able to get to the Final Four of the state tournament is a tremendous accomplishment. So congratulations to all of those young ladies who were able to accomplish that. We got sectional play on the girls' side. On Monday, Class 4 had their district championship games on Friday night, and there were some very good ones. The best one was... uh, in Cape Girardeau, uh, it was Cape Girardeau, Notre Dame, defeating Donovan uh, by two points, 59-57. It was a tremendous game. It was a rematch of a game earlier this season, uh, which Donovan won by two in overtime. And Cape Notre Dame moves on into the sectionals. They'll play at Park Hill Central. So that should be a good game. Park Hill, both of these teams were in the Final Four last year of the state tournament. Of course, Cape Notre Dame was in the 5A tournament, and they finished in fourth place 
moved down to four. And Park Hill Central finished third in the Class 4 state tournament. So this is a big-time game as well. Uh, Kate Notre Dame was led by Kate Rubel had 16 points. They got her sister Bree, excellent player, and Avea Lucius. We've talked about her inside. While Park Hill Central is led by Chloe Dishbein, an outstanding 5'10 senior, kind of does it all. Alyssa Connor is an excellent point guard, and her sister Taylor is an excellent guard as well. They're twins. They do a good job. In the other uh, sectional play, it'll be St. James at Ursuline Academy. St. James is a veteran team. They went to the Final Four two years ago, and it's a lot of these same players are back. Kendall Costopoulos, a 5'10 senior, and Emily Recker, a senior guard. They got a good, uh, good team, very solid, good veterans. They'll play against Ursuline Academy, who won a district championship against Lutheran South. Very good player. They got Evelyn Shane, who's an excellent ball player. Excellent, a six foot, great motor, scores, rebounds, and a young lady named Abby Walsh. You know her brother, Luke, who plays for Vianney. Well, Abby uh, had 11 points, hit some three pointers in that championship game. So, congrats to both St. James and Ursuline. It'll be Boonville at Owensville. Boonville won a district championship as well. Very good victory. They defeated Clinton. They're led by Zoe Davis, 5'10 senior forward. Has been a tremendous player inside for Boonville. And they'll play against Owensville team. Congrats, congrats to Coach John Van Leer on leading the Dutch girls to a district championship. Of course, the Daniels cousins doing the damage as well. Emma Daniels had 20 points as well. They just got three really good guards. They're, they're a very good team as well. Logan Rogersville will take on Aurora in another district, excuse me, a sectional play. Uh, Haley Buckman of uh, Logan Rogersville had 20 points and Reagan Rasmussen has uh, had 18 points. They're a good inside-outside combination. They'll face an Aurora team as a very uh, good team, good young players as well. Back to St. Louis, it'll be Lift for Life at University City. Lift for Life defeated Vashon in a real battle, 74-70. Vashon won this class four last year, had to retool with some a lot of good players graduating. Really gave Lift for Life all they can handle, led by Chantrell Tutu Clayton, end of her great career. Had a tremendous game, but uh, it was an excellent game by Lift for Life as they move on to the sectional play. Outstanding work. Uh, Lift for Life is a team that won a state championship a couple of years ago, and now they really uh, got their program going in the right direction. Paige Fowler, a 5'9 forward, had 21 points in 19, 19 rebounds. Now, Paige is only 5'8", 5'9", but one of the best rebounders in the state. And only at 5'8", she just has a great nose for the ball, goes and gets it, and just has a great motor as well. They'll take on University City who won a solid game against Steam Academy at McClure South Berkeley. And congratulations to Darren Brooks, who was a former star player and a, a Jennings and a Hall of Fame player at SIU Carbondale. Now doing a heck of a job at University City, U-Time. Uh, the Green sisters, Jace Green, a 5'9 freshman, she had 20 points. And her older sister, Jail, just a sophomore, she had 18 points as well. Just a very good basketball player. Moving to the Kansas City, uh, we'll give you the final three matchups. First in Kansas City, Notre Dame de Sion, uh will play at Oak Grove, both won district championships. It will be uh, Orchard Farm at Moberly, and it will be St. Pius X out of Kansas City 
taking on Chillicothe. Chillicothe out of the Northwest, one District 16, defeating St. Joe's uh, Lafayette. Now, Chillicothe's been a very good team the last three or four years, but they've ran into St. Joe Benton, the team that's been in the finals the last two years. Lafayette beat Benton in the semifinals. But uh, Jolie Bonderer and Chillicothe gets the Hornets to the championship and the sectionals. Jolie Bonderer, an excellent 5'9 guard, had 19 points to lead the Hornets. So that's a look at what's going on with the Class 1 through 3 Final Four and Class 4. When we return, we will uh, look at what's going on with the boys in the Final Four of the small schools and district play. And then later on, we'll preview Class 5 and 6 districts on both the boys and girls side. More of the Earl Time Podcast. First, a word from Prep Hoops, Missouri. Basketball season is here, and if you want the best statewide coverage, check out our websites, Prep Hoops Missouri and Prep Girls Hoops Missouri. Whether it's in the big cities or small towns or Class 1 all the way up to Class 6, our Prep Hoops websites will cover the action on a year-round basis with evaluations and player rankings. And make sure to take advantage of our special deal where you can get 30% off your first subscription. Just enter EarlTime30 in the coupon code and get your discount and follow the great players of the Show Me State. If a kid's got game, Prep Hoops and Prep Girls Hoops Missouri as your name. Get your subscription today. Welcome back to the Earl Time Podcast. Of course, we're talking Final Four basketball, state playoffs around the state of Missouri. And of course, Prep Hoops Missouri, Prep Girls Hoops Missouri, we're covering all of that as well throughout the month of March. Of course, we're doing our updated rankings as well. Before we go on to our boys, Final Four, also want to let you know about Log Hill Properties, a sponsor of the Earl Time Podcast. It's in Columbia. Gives you Columbia and Mid-Missouri's finest in student housing, offering dozens of floor plans and price ranges. Check out Log Hill Properties in Columbia. Thank you for your support of the Earl Time Podcast. Now we're going to go to the boys' Final Four. And, uh, of course, they're in the University of Missouri, just like the girls at the Mizzou Arena after many years of Springfield. And they'll be played on Friday and Saturday, uh, upcoming, the 8th and 9th. And in Class 3A, we got two familiar faces in these first games, two familiar programs. On Friday at 6 p.m., it'll be New Madrid County Central. The Eagles will be taking on the Thayer Bobcats. Both of these teams were in the Final Four last year. Of course, New Madrid County won the state championship uh, and, of course, Thayer finished in third place, nearly made the state title game, lost an overtime thriller to Lutheran North in that semifinal, but did win, get to win the third place game as well. Thayer's a team that both of these teams have had tremendous success over the seasons. Of course, New Madrid's won state championships, many districts. Thayer's won 11 consecutive district championships. Uh, uh, just two fantastic programs uh, as well. Look like they're, they're going to meet up Friday night. Of course, New Madrid defeated uh, rival Charleston in the sectionals. And then, of course, they beat Kingston in the quarterfinals by 32 points. Of course, they're led by the J.J. and B.J. show. Jadis Jones and B.J. Williamson, two outstanding seniors looking to close out their stellar careers as state champions. But standing away is a very good Thayer squad. They defeated. They, they won two tough games to get to uh, Columbia. I watched the game against uh, Fatima. It was a very good game in the sectional game, sectionals. And then in the championship, excuse me, the quarterfinals, they defeated Greenwood in a very exciting overtime contest. And uh, uh, Greenwood's a very good basketball team. They were able to overcome and win that game. That game was held at the great Southern Bank or Northern Bank Arena 
at Missouri State University. Nice crowd there. Of course, uh, Devin Harrington, the 6'6", junior, excellent inside player. But Aiden Burns, of course, the 6'3", senior, one of the best bucket getters in southwest Missouri. So that's going to be a good one, 6 o'clock. Good one at 8 o'clock, too. It'll be the last game of that Friday session. It'll be Montgomery County out of mid-Missouri against Summit Christian out of Kansas City. Both had two nail-biters, the wins, to get to this uh, championship game. Montgomery County survived a 42-40 overtime win over Priory to get to its first Final Four in 50 years. 50 years, the last time Montgomery County tasted the Final Four, but they're back. Of course, led by Clayton Parker, the 6'8 junior, and Jacob Stellwagen. And uh, Summer Christian, they were there just there a couple of years ago. Uh, they finished third in 2021. Uh, very new cast of characters, a lot of young players, very talented, and they defeated a very good East Buchanan team, 66-64, to get back to the Final Four. So those are the Final Four teams for Class 3. The championship game will be Saturday at 8 o'clock. And third place, it will be Saturday at 2 p.m. at the Mizzou Arena. Moving to Class number 2. Uh, this should be a very interesting game here. You got an up young upstart team in South Penascot from the Boot Hill against an old standby Hartville out of the Missouri, uh, Southwest Missouri. That'll be Thursday at 2 o'clock. South Penascot uh, probably had one of the most exciting games of the year as f- in terms of finishes to get the Columbia. They were playing Puxico, and that game was at Three Rivers in Poplar Bluff, and they defeated him 50 to 48 in as a thrilling fashion as you can possibly possibly do to win and get to a final four. And these are freshmen. These are young kids that were doing this. They were down by two points, 48-6 to 48-46. They had a freshman guard named Demarius Mayberry, drove the lane and scored and tied the game with about 15 seconds left. And then they, uh, Mexico came down looking for a win. And another freshman, Ty Campbell, a very talented young freshman, stole the ball, dribbled down court, Looked for the shot, lost the handle, but got it back and then hit about a 15-footer at the buzzer, touching off a wild celebration as South Scott goes to the Final Four in Class 2. We also got another real good freshman in Robert Farmer, a sophomore. So they'll be taking on, I mean, it's tremendous. Uh, it's the magic of March all over, everywhere. It's around the state. Uh, before I talk about Hartford, that reminded me of two, three years ago in the 2021, a team from the Boot Hill, this time it was uh, Campbell, and they were playing Alton, and Alton was playing for a while. It was a tie game, 50-50. Alton, who had had a 20-point lead, was playing for a last shot to win the game, but Blake Fowler, the All-State guard, stole the ball, dribbled down the court, and laid it at the buzzer, which uh, sparked Campbell to a state championship that year, and Greg Fowler was a great player. Another team from the Boot Hill doing the same thing. Big job next, though. Hartville is a team that we talked about as one state championships back-to-back in uh, 2021, and of course last year, a new group, Coach Brett Reed, who does a tremendous job, one of the best in the state, bought Hartville, the Eagles, back to the Final Four last year, finished in fourth place. So in their mind, they're probably thinking there's some unfinished business. Of course, they lost to two very talented teams in Salisbury, who the eventual state champion, and Plattsburgh in the third place game. So they probably feel they have some unfinished business and like to really uh, make that championship game. And they got a good, experienced team, and, and they got a good player in Jalen Cryer leading the way. He scored 14 points in the quarterfinal game, a very solid victory over College Heights Christian. 
In the other semifinal game, of course, we talked about Salisbury and they're back trying to defend that state championship. Salisbury, the Panthers are excellent. They play it Thursday at four o'clock against Wablo, another outstanding team that's been up near the top of the rankings all season. Salisbury is led, of course, by the great Cooper Francis. 6'4 guard looking to close out his career in grand style and win another state championship. They defeated Harrisburg in the quarterfinals, while Wablo, they defeated Plattsburgh by one point, avenging last year's loss to Plattsburgh in the quarterfinals last year. <clears throat> now, this Wablo team is getting to the Final Four. It's kind of four years in the making. I remember watching Wablo when during the COVID year. You're watching games on the internet and on the stream and everything. And I watched them in the their their own Christmas tournament, the Doug Lore Invitational. They were all freshmen, young players, and they were playing this really good team, Lakeland, who was real strong, small school team at the time. And they were battled tooth and nail. And uh, it was just a fantastic game. And I think Lakeland won, but... You could tell that this team was a team of the future, and here they are four years later, quarterfinals last year, and now making it to the Final Four. You know, Gage Johnson was a four-year starter, Blake Darnell. These were good players as young people, and here they are looking to close their careers in Columbia and trying to win a state championship. Speaking of great careers, Plattsburgh, it was the close of one of the best careers in the state of Missouri. It was Isaiah Howard's last game. He scored 39 points, so he really went out. Uh, like a champion, and I think he scored maybe close to him. It's not that he may have surpassed 3,000 points for the season, just an outstanding career. Congratulations to him. He's headed to North Dakota State. Third place game, on it will be Thursday. It will be at noon, while the championship game will be at 6 p.m. Of course, the semifinals will be Thursday. I mean, Friday, uh, Wednesday and Thursday. Wednesday and Thursday are those games. Moving to Class 1, the Final Four, we got two real good teams that have been uh, really uh, battling to get to this font, to this spot uh, for the last few years. They have had very good teams, but they've had roadblocks from outstanding teams. You got Chadwick against Green City. They'll play at Friday at 10 a.m. Chadwick has been a very good team in that southwest part, but they've been bumping against a great South Iron team. Of course, who won three straight state championships. And Chadwick was able to stop that three-year championship run in the sectionals in a great game. And they moved on against uh, Richland Essex and defeated them in the quarterfinals. They're led by Clayton Garrison, the tremendous 6'3 junior guard forward. He had 25 points, and I'm sure he had a few nice dunks along the way. And he's just a tremendous ball player. So Chadwick, the Cardinals making that next step, getting to the Final Four. And they'll take on a Green City team that's kind of been on a similar trajectory. They've been tremendous. The Gophers have been excellent. Small team, plays fast, won a lot of games, but they've been running across either like a Mound City or Stanberry standing in their way. So they finally broke through this year in Mound City, excuse me, Green City in the Final Four, defeated Bunston Prairie Home. They got one of the better freshman, I mean, dynamic duos in the state in the small school. Xander Salas, 5'10", uh, junior point guard, outstanding player. He had 26 points, and Asher Bugs tipped in his running mate. He's a senior. He had 21 points. Those guys really make it go for Green City. In the other semifinal game, at noon on Friday, it will be Dadeville taking on Bramer, so two uh, really good teams, and have uh, you know probably not as known that, but uh, really good to see them there as well. Dadeville they played earlier in the season. This shows the how you can adjust in the in the month of March. They played earlier in the season. I think it was a thirty five point blowout for Dadeville. 
second game with a state Final Four berth on the line, much closer, but Dadeville able to come away with an eight-point victory. And they'll play Bramer, and Bramer defeated Platte Valley, a team that was a Final Four team looking to get back this year. But Bramer jumped off to a big lead and had to hold off a Platte Valley rally, and, and Bramer will be making the trip. To Columbia. Saw Bramer a couple of weeks ago in the CLAA tournament and was very impressed, especially with Jordan Haley, their physical 6'1 junior guard. Great mid-range game. And Dakota Brandon, a 6'2 sophomore guard. Very good athlete as well. So Bramer uh, taking on Dadeville on Friday at noon. Saturday will be the third place game at 10 a.m. Championship game at 4 p.m. That's Class 1A. Now we're going to tell you about 4A sectionals, which will be held on Tuesday, uh, March the 5th. And the winners of these eight sectional games will advance to the quarterfinals. Those games will be on Saturday evening uh, around the state, of course, with Final Fours on the line. I'm going to run through these. Uh, I take too much time to run through these pretty quickly. First sectional in the south, it'll be St. Genevieve will be at Park Hill Central. Park Hill Central won District 2, so, of course, they were a state runner-up last year, and they avenged two losses this year, beating Potosi in the championship game in Potosi's gym. <clears throat> Led by the great Joby Bryan, who scored his 2,500 points now in his career. St. Genevieve advanced by beating Dexter by 16 points. Moving to St. Louis, the next sectional, it'll be Blair Oaks of Wardsville taking on John Burroughs. They'll visit John Burroughs on uh, Tuesday night. Blair Oaks, a very solid team this year, won 18 games, defeated good Cuba team in the sectional, excuse me, in the district championship at St. James. They have a very impressive young guard named Brady Dapkis. They have a lot of uh, sophomore, and they also just got some good athletes on the team, and it's a good program. They've had a lot of success in recent years. So Blair Oaks, the Falcons, back in the mix, winning the district championship. And they'll take on a John Burroughs team, which uh, cleared a big hurdle that's been in their way the last couple of years. Their big rival, MICDS, they defeated them by 11 points at Burroughs on Saturday. They were led by their big duo, uh, well, Sheik Pearson had 19 points, a big 6'9 sophomore, really throwing down some dunks. Tristan Reed had 11 points. He was in a little foul trouble, but Ramsey Salem, the 6'3 senior guard, had 19 points as well. So Burroughs, one of the biggest, more biggest teams in the state, really used their size to win that district as well. Next, it will be Bolivar taking on Father Tolton. Bolivar, more of a Cinderella story. They were a three seed in their district, a number nine, but they defeated the two seed, Stratford, in overtime in the quarter, excuse me, in the semifinals, and they defeated Springfield Catholic, the one seed, to win the championship on Saturday. The job gets tougher, though. They'll play Father Tolton. Of course, Father Tolton, this is their sixth district championship in a row. <clears throat> and, of course, they've been to the Final Four the last three years or so. So Father Tolton looking to make another push in the state tournament. Back in St. Louis, you got the gold standard of Class 4. It's the Vashon Wolverines. Of course, uh, they won their district at home against Miller Career Academy, and the Wolverines will be taking on University City. The Lions uh, will host Vashon, and of course, they defeated uh, Lutheran North to win their district. The game, of course, a few years, <laughs> a couple decades ago, this Vashon U City game, they played in the '80s in some memorable games. Normally, Christmas Championship, the sectionals, unbelievable games. So I'm sure the U City Gym, which holds the noise well, it will be rocking on Tuesday night. 
this time when the V comes knocking. Four more games on the list here. It will be Orchard Farm, excuse me, St. Francis Borgia, the winner of District 7, taking on Mexico. They'll make the trip to Mexico. Borgia, of course, winning its district. I believe it's, I read it's 36th district championship. Borgia's had great tradition, as has Mexico. Mexico has had a good run, won another district championship. Uh, of course, Borgia's led by Adam Rickman, the 6'6 forward, headed to University of Missouri, Rala, while Mexico has its dynamic guard duo. Of course, DJ Long, the senior guard, has had a great career. Jaden Eldridge, a junior, also has an excellent uh, uh, offensive game. They've done quite well in leading the Bulldogs. So Mexico hosting Borgia, that should be a lot of fun as well. Logan Rogersville will be visiting Seneca in the southwest part of the state. Logan Rogersville. Uh, both teams had impressive victories in the district championship. Logan Rogersville over Mountain Grove. Of course, Chase Brown, among the top freshmen in the state. And Seneca defeated Aurora. Uh, Seneca, also a good football program for many years. Like, I believe they were a state runner-up this year in Class 3. Now they got a good basketball team uh, in Class 4, winning the district championship. And two more in the Kansas City area. You got St. Michael's, the Archangel. They'll be playing at Barstow. St. Michael's defeated Nevada to win a district, while Barstow defeated Central, uh, Center, excuse me, Center in Kansas City. And in the final sectional game at uh, Maryville, it'll be the Maryville Spoofhounds hosting Kansas City Central as well. Kansas City Central defeated Oak Grove pretty handily. And, of course, they got a great dynamic duel of Tim Wooden Jr., a four-year starter, and Brandon Moore, both averaged more than 20 points a game, really put the points up. While Maryville, the Spoofhounds also have a nice duel of guards themselves, and Derek Quinlan, a senior, and, of course, Peyton McCollum, just a junior Two excellent uh, guard pairs going at it as well. So that's a look at Class 3A, 2A, 1A, the Final Four in boys basketball in Mizzou. And, of course, 4A sectional basketball is upon us on Tuesday night. Looking forward to following that as well. And coming up, we will be talking a little more about Class 5 and 6. The big schools will be deciding district championships coming up in a few days, Monday and Tuesday, on both boys and girls. Moving on to district play for big schools, Class 5 and 6. We're going to start with the girls in Class 5. They'll have district championship games around the state. Those games will be on Monday night. And the winners of those eight district games will qualify for the quarterfinals, which will be on Friday night around the state. You can check your website, Misha.org, for all the times and brackets. But I'm going to give you the eight matchups here right quick. In district number one, the championship will be Farmington versus Hillsborough. District number two, this is a heavyweight matchup. It'll be John Burroughs against Cardinal Ritter. These two teams met already this year in the semifinals of the Visitation Christmas Tournament with John Burroughs winning a tough, low-scoring game, 45-40. Monet Witherspoon had a great game for Burroughs, hit five three-pointers. I was at that game. It was a good one. In district number three, you got district rivals, Parkway West versus Parkway Central. Parkway West won their first meeting earlier this year by 30 points in the Linneman Classic, the Parkway tip-off, if you will. District number four features the defending class five state champions, Lutheran St. Charles, the Cougars. They'll be taking on Wentzville Holt. Holt uh, was the number six seed, but they pulled off a couple of upsets to get to the championship game, including beating Fort Zumwalt East, the number two seed, to get to this championship game. 
couple of real good matchups coming up in district number five. You got Rala versus Helias. That should be a pretty good one. In district number six, Marshfield takes on Branson. Branson defeated number two seed West Plains to get to the championship game, ending West Plains' run of three consecutive Final Four appearances. Marshfield, a very good team. District number seven, you got Raytown South, uh, the one seed taking on St. Teresa. Raytown South led by Jayla McClinton, the 6'2 sophomore forward, one of the best in the state. And in district number eight, you got Kearney versus Smithville. Kearney was the number four seed. They defeated number one seed, Platte County, to advance to this championship game against a very good Smithville team, the number two seed. So that's a look at 5A, excuse me, class five. Moving on to class six, also Monday night with quarterfinal action on Friday night. These are all at host sites, just like the other games. It, it will be, uh, of the Friday, the quarterfinals will be at host sites. District number one, you got Coryezu Academy taking on Oakville. Oakville won the first meeting two months ago um, by seven points. District number two, you got a Rockwood battle. Their school district, you got Eureka versus Marquette. Eureka looking to make another bid for another state run there. Uh, they defeated Marquette February the 1st by 11 points. Eureka, of course, led by Bailey Boulay, excellent six foot four senior. District number three, it'll be Incarnate Word Academy, the dynasty, going up against rival St. Joseph's Academy, two good teams. Incarnate Word working on an 127 game winning streak as we speak. District number four, of course, this was one of the loaded districts, five, six quality teams. And it comes down to the top two seeds. It'll be host Troy taking on top seeded Fort Zumwalt West. Uh, Zumwalt West defeated Troy in an earlier meeting uh, not too long ago in a very close, hotly contested game. Moving to district number five in the southwest part of the state, you got a couple of conference champions. Kick, excuse me, Kickapoo taking on Republic. This should be a pretty good game. Kickapoo won the first meeting way early in the season when they played in the Willard Classic semifinals. Kickapoo won that tournament, too, being a good Rockbridge team for the championship. Kickapoo only one loss during the season, having a great year, but Republic also playing very good basketball as well. District number six, moving to Kansas City. You got Lee Summit taking on Raymore Peculiar. Raymore Peculiar has one of the top sophomores in the state in Sophie Terry. She dropped 34 points against Lee Summit North in the semifinals. Lee Summit is the number one seed. Their dynamic duo, Adriana Banassi and Avery Roush. Good players. Moving to Mid-Missouri, District number seven. Could rivalry game here. It'll be Rockbridge taking on Columbia Hickman. Always a good game when these two teams battle. Stakes are high this time. Great game in store. And finally, in district number eight, there's another good one here. We got Staley taking on Park Hill South that game Friday, excuse me, at seven o'clock. Staley's won both meetings this year, but should be a lot of uh, a lot of firepower, a lot of big time talent in this game. Uh, big semifinal game. Park Hill South defeated Liberty North in the semifinal game. A great play game by Addison Bjorn, outstanding sophomore, 24 points, like 11 rebounds, a lot of assists. And uh, that should be a fun game to watch on Monday night. Staley and Park Hill South. Staley, of course, having a tremendous season at 23-2. and two. Should be a good one. So that's a look at Class 5 and 6 girls basketball. As I said, all games on Monday night with quarterfinal action on Friday. Good luck to all of those uh, talented young ladies today as they uh, uh, embark on their district journey for 
in search of championships. Moving to the boys here, uh, the, all the boys class five and six uh, district championship games will be f- on Tuesday night. And then they'll move to Saturday for the state quarterfinals, those who advance. Of course, just like the girls, eight districts, eight games. First for the boys, the Battle of SEMO. It will be Sykeston versus Cape Girardeau Central. These teams are no stranger to each other when it comes to battling for the district championship. In a lot of years, the team that's favorite sometimes doesn't win that game. And we've seen this between these two teams year after year. Sykeston is clearly the favorite this year. They're the number one team in Class 5. And um, they've won all the meetings, I think two, I think three meetings with Cape Girardeau Central this season. And they've done, won them pretty handily. Can Cape jump up and upset them this year? Much like Sykeston upset Cape last year, we shall see Sykeston, a great team led by Dontrez Williams and P.J. Farmer. Two great players. Should be good up there in SEMO. District number two, another heavyweight battle. It'll be Vianney, the 2C, taking on St. Mary's at Historic Roberts Gym in Webster Groves. Uh, Vianney defeated Webster Groves in the semifinal game to get to the finals, while St. Mary's had a good tussle on their hands from Clayton High School, but were able to come, you know, uh, take the victory by five points. So should be a good one. Two great junior guards in this game. Luke Walsh for Vianney's Irie Collins for St. Mary's. Another good one in district number three. It will be Ledoux, the top seed, taking on the Smet, the number two seed. These two teams met for the district championship last year with Ledoux winning by one point en route to getting to a Final Four and a berth in a state championship game last year. Should be another good one this year. District number four, it'll be Fort Zumwalt South, the top seed, taking on Warrington High School. Warrington with a tight victory over Holt in the semifinals, led by Troy Anderson, an excellent senior guard. Zumwalt South, always a good, uh, strong program out of St. Charles. They've had a lot of success with Coach Friedel. District number five, a couple of rivals take uh, center stage. It'll be Jefferson City taking on Halias High School at Jefferson City. And of course, these two teams met twice already. I saw the first meeting at the Megan's Grade 8 Classic in the Consolation Bracket, and Halias came up with a big victory that game. They met the second time around in Halias, and Halias won at the buzzer, so a third one for a district championship. Only fitting that these two teams meet with a big championship trophy on the line. Moving to the Southwest for District Number 6, it'll be top-seeded Parkview taking on Hillcrest High School. That should be a pretty good game. Hillcrest defeated number 2 seed Rala uh, in the semifinal game. They got some good guards. Parkview also a good, well-balanced team as well with size. District Number 7, moving to the Kansas City area, we have Grandview taking on Raytown. Some good backcourt players. I talked on our last show for both of these teams, Grandview with Michael Smith and Josiah Kirkwood, a four-year starter, while Raytown has Romello Smith, a smooth point guard, Latravion East, and Michael Porter, or Larry Porter, excuse me. Michael Porter, of course, the great pro for the Denver Nuggets, uh, junior Larry Porter. So it's a lot of good guard play, very a lot of talent on the floor. That should be a good one. And finally, with district number eight in Class 5, it'll be Winnetonka, the top seed, taking on William Chrisman. Winnetonka, good guard play as well. Kai Coleman, a senior. Antonio Fowler, a sophomore. Uh, young Mr. Barnhart, a uh, good shooter as well. While William Chrisman, great inside-outside combination 
of Leo Gaiman and Trey Taylor. Both of them had 27 points in their semifinal victory on Saturday. So that's a look at class five. Now we're going to move on to class number six and district number one. It'll be Cardinal Ritter College Prep taking on Jackson. Cardinal Ritter, of course, the 5A state champs from last year, class five state champs, moving up to class six. And they'll take on Jackson, a team which was in the final four last year. They finished fourth in class six. They're fully loaded and healthy again. So that should be a very interesting matchup uh, as well. District number two, it'll be Eureka, who won this district last year. Uh, they'll be taking on Kirkwood as well. It should be a good one. Two good guards, Mason Dunlap for Eureka and Evan Simon for Kirkwood. Uh, two good guards spotlighted. District number three, no stranger to each other, the Metro Catholic Conference rivals, Chaminade versus CBC. This game, of course, taking place in Chaminade. <coughs> Red Devils have won both of these meetings during the regular season. And route to taking a share of the conference championship. Moving to St. Charles County in district number four, <clears throat> excuse me, it'll be Francis Howell, the top seed, versus St. Dominic, the two seed. Francis Howell has had a great season this year, led by 6'7 junior Will Paulson, but a very good, well balanced team as well. St. Dominic, always a threat. They've moved up to Class 6 last year, got to the semifinals of district this year in the championship game, taking on Francis Howell. Should be a good one. District number five, it'll be in the Springfield area. It'll be Springfield Central versus Kickapoo. Great matchup here. Springfield Central's had a dream season. They've won a conference championship. They've won the blue and gold uh, division championship in the Christmas tournament. Uh, they're having a great season, very entertaining team to play, and they've had some milestone victories uh, over Kickapoo and Nixa during the regular season, but they would like to win a district championship to top it all off. But standing in their way is a team in Kickapoo, a program that's tried, true, and tested. They got to the state championship game last year. They know how to win, and they've kind of got a lot of new players, but they're very good again this year. They've won in almost 23, 24 games, and uh, they know how to win these games. So just a fantastic matchup. Uh, looking forward to see what happens in this one as well. District number six, moving to Kansas City. It'll be Lee Summit West versus Rutgers. Lee Summit West, a team that's look to be one of the contenders in class six they're strong they got a lot of size a lot of athleticism and playing pretty good basketball as well and they're playing against a rockhurst always a solid program they got a lot of good seniors on their team as well so uh won't be an easy game for lee summit west should be very good to see district number seven to mid-missouri we got a couple of old conference rivals and city rivals as well. We got Columbia Rockbridge taking on Columbia Hickman. Rockbridge survived an overtime battle with battle, no pun intended, in the semifinals while Hickman moves on as well. So that should be a good game. Rockbridge playing great basketball down the stretch in winning the CMAC championship. They got both teams have good size. And uh, once again, you're talking about city rivals playing for a district championship. Like I said, you got Jefferson City and Elias playing in Flats 5 for a championship. And now you got Rockbridge and Hickman, uh, city rivals. So big doings in mid-Missouri on uh, Tuesday night. 
night. And finally, you got another great one in Kansas City. You got Oak Park and Staley. Now, the roles are reversed this year. There's two teams. They met each other for a district championship last year. Well, last year, it was Staley, who was the powerhouse, the favorite, with the pressure to try to move on and win a state championship against an Oak Park team, which was young and up and coming. And Staley survived it. Oak Park really gave him a battle, and Staley won and then went on to win a classic state championship. Great powerhouse team. Well, this year, the roles are reversed. Oak Park is a year older, a year stronger, and a year better, and they've had a great season. They've been ranked number one at for much of the season before losing their first game, but they're a good team as well. But this time it's Staley, a retooled, revamped Staley team, which has really come on strong, and they're kind of the underdog this year, and uh, so the kind of roles are reversed, So, but no less of still a, it'll be a heck of a game here between Oak Park and Staley in Class 6. So as I said, those games will be on Tuesday night and all the winners will advance to quarterfinal games on Saturday. So good luck to everybody on that side, on the boys' side as well. So that'll wrap up another episode of the Earl Time Podcast. Once again, we'd like to thank all of our sponsors, TW Constructors, Justin Faust, State Farm, HTL St. Charles, and Log Hill Properties out of Columbia, Missouri. Of course, next year, a week, like I say, I'm in Rhode Island this week. Next week, I'll be doing the show from uh, New York as the Billigans embark on the Atlantic 10 Conference Tournament, which will be in Brooklyn. Hopefully, we'll have a lengthy stay. See if we can pull off a few upsets along the way, but we'll be keeping track of the class one, two, and three state championships going on in Columbia. And of course, the big schools trying to move on as well the following week. I plan on being uh, in Columbia most likely for the state tournament for four, five, and six that following week as well. Also, I'd like to thank our young and talented uh, producer, Richard Austin Jr., for his all his work in producing the show as well. So, once again, from Rhode Island, we'd like to say thanks again and we'll talk to you next week.